There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of All The Small Games. My name is Andrew Levins and joining me for the first time, the second time, the third through to the... Are we 80 episodes in now? The, for the, no, I think we're about 70, a little above 70. Okay, for the 70th time, it's Jonathan Valenzuela, everybody. Hi everybody. The crowd goes wild. How's it going? We are, we are still locked down. We are more locked down now than we were last week. It feels great to see the rest of the world return to uh, norm as yeah. we plummet further away from it. Uh, but we are we are more locked down than we were last year. This is like the most stringent lockdown they've ever put on. No, they haven't. They still haven't closed retail yet. So they they're like, don't go to the shops. But then they haven't told the shops that they're not allowed to be open. So I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. I guess it's stupid. There was something. There was something in the restrictions they announced that I was like, oh yeah, like only one person in the household is allowed to go food shopping per day. Yep. Which I was like, I haven't seen that one before. That one sucks. That's me. A trip to the supermarket was like a nice thing Joe and I did. No, it's not anymore. No, that, that was for a while. That was that was in lockdown last year. But this is not a podcast mm-hmm. about uh, comparing the 2020 lockdown to the 2021 lockdown in Sydney. Uh, that's going to be a Patreon bonus episode. Yes, I was about <laughs> to say that's going to be. That's we're launching that on Patreon soon. Uh, this is a podcast all about indie games, and uh, while we may not be able to go outside much, that means that we can only play more of them. Uh, so today's Indeed. episode is going to be about a new, re- new really, newly released uh, game published by Devolver Digital uh, called Boomerang X, our, um, our second Boomerang-based game in, in a month, um, which we've both played. Um, plus, uh, I'll be doing reviews of some older games, including Duck Game and the re-release of Save Me, Mr. Taco. Um, and uh, John, you have an older game as well. I... Yeah, I uh, I jumped back into a new adventure that uh, was added to What the Golf recently. Oh, unreal! So some uh, some some yeah. all the small games greatest hits plus a brand new potential one. Let's talk about Bo- yeah. Boomerang X. It's a game uh, developed by a company called Dang. Um, and Dang. Dang, there's a there's an exclamation point in there. Yeah, uh, and uh, published by Devolver Digital. It is a first person. 
game in which you enter battle arenas and have to take out lots and lots of monsters with your boomerang. And as you progress through the game and take go and pass through these battle arenas, you get upgrades to your boomerang, including the ability to teleport where you throw your boomerang and the ability to slow down time as you throw it or aim it. No, I'm, I'm point of order here. Oh God! Because this this is this is something that that I I needed to like train my brain not to think of. You don't teleport to where the boomerang is. You get like flung in the direction you threw your boomerang. Oh, if it was okay. teleport, it would like it would completely change how I was playing the game. But I eventually had to learn to be like, no, you can't just throw it there and you'll wind up exactly where it is because it kept bouncing off walls essentially. Right. And I'd be like, my boomerang was on the other side. Why didn't I go where? Oh, that's right. I'm not teleporting. I'm just being thrown in that direction. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So you, it's it's funny. I like at the beginning of the game, you you wash up on a beach, and you've clearly been in like a shipwreck, and you 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 know you pick up a spear that you had, and you throw the spear away because it's broken. You enter a kind of cave and come across a little, like, a bunch of huts. And at the end of the huts, you enter a building and you find the the eponymous weapon of the game, the boomerang. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember thinking, like, why is it called Boomerang X? And then I realized that the boomerang is in the shape of an X. I was like, oh, okay, that makes that makes sense. Yep. Uh, like Levin said, it's, it's an arena shooter. So as you make your way through, like, a large portion of the game is focused around entering these large areas and you know you a, a purple crystal will appear in the in the sort of in the air in the middle of the arena and when you shatter it it kicks off um various like you know a number of rounds where in each round you have like certain enemies will have a little yellow circle above them you need to defeat all the enemies with yellow circles above them to end the round and start the next round there might be a lot more enemies in the arena that don't have yellow circles above them. You can either defeat them. You don't need to care about them if you don't want. You just got to take out the enemies with the yellow circles. Yeah. And then you progress. Um, when, once you finish the, a battle arena, you then end up in a, you know, like a cave with surrounded by strings. So like, like lining the wall of these different strings and you have to throw your boomerang at particular strings to play a tune because each of the, the strings plays a different note and then you unlock a new ability. I found that aspect of it quite cute. Yeah. Um, there are other, sometimes when you finish an arena, because obviously like there's a, there's a bunch of arenas. Sometimes you unlock more health. So you'll like find a little red, little little bowl of red liquid on a pedestal and you'll walk up to it and like absorb the liquid and ding, you get another shield, which is always good. Mm-hmm. Other times you um, you run into this little, uh, like a, a, I say little, like compared to your character, it's fairly huge, but centipede creature called Tepan. And, he, you know, when chatting with this centipede, he gives you a bit of story not not a huge amount of story, like just kind of talks about like, hey, I fell through a portal and wound up in this world. Must be same as you. There's, there's, you know, the like, because you are essentially making your way through this like dead forgotten civilization that appears to consist of mantis creatures. I keep thinking like the first time I ran into one of them, I was like, oh, Zorak. Um, <laughs> totally. Um. Yeah, it's not it's not hugely heavy on the story to be honest. The funny th- the funny thing is as well like after the first arena when I'd what you know, you know, washed up on a beach to start with, 
picked up a weapon that allowed me to like teleport, you know, like fling myself around the map and it returned to my hand and stuff. My brain was like, Olija. <laughs> and I was like, eh, similarities really end there pretty much. Wrong but, um, game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like the second Devolve game in, in this year where, you know, you are, you're a shipwrecked person with a magic weapon. Well, but, um, well, funnily enough, the game, the Devolve game that this actually reminded me the most of is um, Disc Room. Um, in that it is like, okay. yeah, I, I guess, you know, a, a challenge with lots and lots of enemies. You have to, you know, destroy all the enemies before they take you out. One hit and you're dead, um, at least early on in the game until you start getting like the shields, the kind of health points. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, f- I found it a little bit like, yeah, like almost like a challenge room kind of style game, which is what Disc Room is. Definitely, yeah. Um, how, I mean, I, I know first person isn't necessarily your bag, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you cope with it in this? Uh, I When it started, I was like, oh, cool, this is fun. Like, you know, I, like crashing on the on the beach and and the kind of the backgrounds and and all all of the visuals like and colors as well really enjoying them getting lost in the caves it's a bit gets a bit confusing in parts um what let me down was uh the enemy variation at least at the start of the game it started to get more interesting now but the first enemies are just kind of spiders and then the occasional like kind of tentacled thing flying through the air but it really is just like a circle with some lines off it um all the all your enemies are are black kind of shapes essentially and they're very they're very simple but i don't know the fact that you're kind of just like killing bugs i was kind of like oh it just felt like little very little thought had gone into the the enemy enemy types um but as uh yeah i mean i was like okay i guess this is fun and then as I got my, the upgrades, it became more and more fun. And now I'm fighting enemies that are like flying at me or generating other enemies and throwing those at me. There's some that only have particular weak spots. Um, it's cool. It's, I, I think a, a first player shooter, like first player style game, first person style game like this could be more my bag. But I don't know the way like you're just kind of like stuck in this room with enemies all around you. And there's no way of knowing... The enemies don't make a sound, so there's no way of knowing sure. when the enemies are behind you, except for when they get very close to you, the screen starts to get dark near where the enemies yeah. are. It's like, a, it's like a danger warning kind of thing. Yeah. Um, look, I, 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 it's definitely like you're way more suited to first first person games. So I think, you know, your opinion on this game is is, is the, the more valid one in this episode. But um, I think there's a lot of cool ideas in here and I enjoy the world and I probably will... Um, go go back to it, but I don't know. I'm like maybe an hour and a half into the game now. I'm sure it's like a. It feels like a relatively short experience, like around the three four hour mark. Um, have you mm-hmm. have you finished it? I am up to the last arena. Right. It is. God damn it! It is so hard. This last one. So the way like, the way yeah, you you just you just you're beating you're battling waves and waves of enemies, and if you get taken out on the final wave, you have to redo the entire arena yes i have made it to i have i've done maybe six or seven attempts on this uh on this final level which doesn't sound like a lot but each of these attempts is about 20 to 25 minutes of playing and to get up to the seventh wave and get taken out is just like oh no (laughs) um because this this final this final arena is giant like it's the biggest arena in the game 
the the sort of ground it's it's like ground is lava rules if you touch the floor of this arena you get health taken off you right your only other options are like pillars that are scattered throughout the arena there's a bunch of pillars but landing on a pillar can be super difficult because once like what how many um how many uh, of the kind of upgrades to the boomerang have you unlocked? Have you unlocked the, the like, freeze time one? Yes. And you've unlocked the slingshot one? Yes. Because I'd say 90% of my attempts at this final level, <laughs> I'm just in, I'm in the air. Like, yeah. throw the boomerang, slingshot to it, freeze time while I work out what my next move's going to be, make that move. Sometimes I'm, like, desperately fighting to, like, Get some altitude so I can look around, and that's the thing. These arena, the the last arena is so huge; it's difficult to find where the the marked enemies are. Right. Okay. Sure. So often I'm just like doing a kind of circuit around the arena, like trying to work out, like, okay, who? Like, the good thing is, once you're down to three marked enemies, they actually appear glowing on the screen, so you can like, okay, it's over there. I just got to make my way over there. They throw. Almost every enemy type you've <laughs> you've um, you come across up until that point, and there are some enemy types that I'm just like, I hate this enemy so much. There's like this big giraffe thing that can cause a thundercloud, like a circular thundercloud, to come out of its head, <laughs> and you've got to hit it in five spots to take it out. Uh, okay, yep. Like you know, and. Three of the three of the seven waves of the final level have this enemy in it, and I'm just like, <laughs> it's the sort of hand cramping that I haven't experienced since Ape Out. Okay, sure, another devolver. You know game. that? <laughs> yeah, you know that really tense, almost like your hands cramp up as you're trying to like dodge and dive in in Ape Out. It's like that. Look, I. I definitely enjoy it for what it is. I think I'm, I'm not a huge arena shooter guy. I like much more sort of linearity in terms of my combat when it comes to first person games. You know, this is this is from a history with like Half Life and stuff like that, where you you battle through rather than battle in an area. Um, but that being said, I think the the sort of like the traversal that you get, the combination of slingshot and the freeze time thing. Once I'd unlocked those two and kind of figured out how to properly use them, suddenly I was like nailing arenas on the first try because I was just dashing all over the place. No enemy could ca- like could keep a lock on me because I'd like, you know, pop up in the air, shoot behind them, hit their weak spot, you know, call the boomerang back to me, freeze time again, off on another direction. Yeah, like, I, just... I definitely haven't mastered uh, either the slingshot or the, or the slowdown. Um, the freeze time yeah. one, just because like I, 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 I it one it, just memorizing which of the triggers does what, like the 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 like ZL or whatever the top one, um, L recalls your your boomerang and then ZL yep. slows time and then either or of the of the right triggers throws your boomerang. If you hold it, it, it winds up so you can do a bigger throw, <clears throat> but if you tap yeah. it again, then you slingshot towards where your boomerang is um i've i've definitely had some instances where i've double tapped the the throw boomerang button without intending to yep 
and so suddenly I'm like somewhere else on the map and I'm like yeah and you land on an enemy and then you die great good fun struggling to like get back to where I was essentially but that's that like once once you kind of get that once you become like comfortable with that traversal then it's like oh okay sweet this is actually like you know you it's one of those things where it's like i feel powerful i feel powerful because i'm i'm you know zooming around this map wiping out enemies nothing's standing in my way particularly when like because on top of on top of skills with the boomerang you also unlock extra attacks you can make mm-hmm. so if you if you kill two enemies with one shot yes. you unlock like a and shotgun sc- scatter, style attack scatter shot or something isn't what it's called yeah. S- scatter shot if you kill a number of enemies in one go i think it is you unlock like a railgun or a sniper style shot mm-hmm. there's another one um if you kill if you make three kills while in the air whenever you hit an enemy or land on the ground you'll create an explosion around you essentially oh, that's fine i should i want that <laughs> so once once you start kind of like chaining all of those things together as well like it's it's great to have like this mass of enemies coming towards you but you've got a scatter shot in your pocket you tap the tap the y button and boom the the screen's clear again and you're free to just start running and and concentrating on enemies that need concentrating on i think um i i think it'd be more it'd be more fun if you were taking out enemies that had boomerangs like you do like if you were essentially fighting yourself like other other like people with the same i don't know <laughs> like obviously not you just want this to be boomerang foo <laughs> okay i have been playing it all day but uh <laughs> no but I, I i guess for i guess i kind of want it to feel like i'm i'm instead of just fighting like weird mindless creatures um it would be fun to be fight because you do see there is like you know you find people that i guess like other creatures that have that that, that resemble you humanoid form almost like dead in arenas, it would be fun if you were if you got to fight some of them as well. Yeah. Okay. Um. John's like, no, boom, it says boomerang, not boomerangs, X. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, look, I guess that could work. It's definitely like you could fold that into the story as like people who have been there before you and maybe have been driven mad by whatever evil is infecting this land, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. I just think it's like, look, I'm 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 biased in saying this because I'm on this final level and it's absolutely killing me. But I think it's tough enough already. <laughs> oh, I mean, like less about like I mean one on one as opposed to like waves and waves and waves of of multiple enemies. I don't know. I'm just this is. It could be. I'm I'm, I'm making a game that I would rather play rather than a better game. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, yeah. Look, I mean, I I I went into this thinking like i'm i'm not sure because again it comes back to first person games and you know a childhood spent playing doom and quake and those kind of games has definitely tuned my sensibilities to to sort of get a game like this yeah. whereas i don't know if you no, were, I'm you, like, you had that but where why doesn't my character have a mustache i can't jump on everybody this sucks <laughs> I think it'd be. I, I think I would have liked to have seen a bit more moustaches. Uh, agree. Platforming. Oh no, sure. I, I'm never a fan of first-person platforming. Um, but I think I think when you add in the slingshot and the freeze time, the platforming options are much like it's it's a much better version of 3D platforming okay. from a first-person perspective. Yeah. Because it just it gives you that chance to stop, look at where you're trying to get to. 
work out the best kind of route there and and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. No, look, it's really, really cool. Um, it's This is less about a game that is not good and more about a game that is not necessarily for me. Although I have enjoyed my, mm. you know, 90 minutes or however. So with it, um, I think, uh, you know, I think... The the, the 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 being tempted to go in there and unlock more abilities is definitely what's going to get get me back. Um, I think Dang are, are a pretty fun developer. Have you have you kind of paid attention to any of the, any of their other releases? No, I haven't. <clears throat> because like have got- well like Disc Room, um, Boomerang X uh, exists in an, in another another form. This is a game that was uh, made as part of a forty eight hour de- um, game jam. Nice. Okay. And so you can, uh, if you want to play a very primitive version of this game, you can play it for free or name your own price over at dangstudios.itch.io. Um, it's only mm-hmm. available for for Windows, and they have about oh, like five five games on their itch store. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they have another game coming out later this year, which is a hacking heist game called IO Interloper, which has a, okay. has a trailer. Okay. I, watch I it. like the sound of that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, cool, cool seeming studio for sure. Sweet. Good on you, Dang. And of course, Devolver. Long long acknowledged as the goats around here. Yeah, I mean, I forget that they have quite a legacy of first-person games. So this definitely fits in that same uh, realm as uh, a serious Sam. And, um... Yeah, it almost like... I, I, it reminds me a little of Serious Sam. Because Serious Sam is definitely that, like, we will put you in an area and we will pour enemies at you. And you just have to kill as quickly as possible. There's a little more nuance in Boomerang X. Obviously, you know, like I said, you don't have to kill all the enemies and it can feel very satisfying when you've got like, rather than sitting there slugging away with things running at you, you take out that last marked enemy and all the enemies on the screen dissolve immediately for the next round. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you're right, they do. I mean, Shadow Warrior... um, Serious Sam, as you said, this game they've got they've got Devolver have first person chops, yeah. if you will. But uh, look, as we record this, I'm currently downloading um, a code that I was just just sent for Death's Door, and that is definitely the Devolver hell- game that I would rather be playing. So, uh, hell yeah, I, probably not. I'm probably not like gonna gonna get back to uh, to to Boomerang X uh, anytime immediately soon. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I I might take one or two more tries at this final level, and then I think to avoid me two years from now getting horrible arthritis, <laughs> I might play something a bit more chill for a while. Um, hey, so there's a um on, on the uh, Dang dot computer website, which is Dang's website. You can um you know there's lots of options there. You can see all their games. You can follow them on Twitter. Join their Discord. Send them an email. But then there is also the uh, option to flush the toilet. So let's let's wrap up this segment on Boomerang X, which I think objectively is a good game, but definitely a game more suited to someone who enjoys first-person uh, shooters, especially in you know, arena ones. Um, John, any any closing thoughts before we flush this toilet? Um, no, I think if if you like frenetic action and first-person games, give it a whip. All right, let's flush this motherfucker. Thank you, dang. <laughs> Is that our gimmick now? No, I, I, only if the, only if the the developer of the game that we're reviewing has an option to flush the toilet on their website, we will flush the toilet. Obviously, it's the, the least we could do. And frankly, any any, any podcast that reviews Boomerang X and doesn't do that are cowards. True. Yeah. Agreed. Um, 
worth mentioning before we go, it's out for Switch and PC. Yep, there you go. Uh, Death's Door, Xbox, and PC. And we'll be talking about that. In- Wait, no. Boomerang X. I know, I know. And then I, I, was, I was adding. Wait, what? I was saying, and then... Oh, yes. Yeah. Xbox and... Yeah, yep, right. There you go. Don't worry, everybody. You'll be playing. You did you get an Xbox code? Obviously, you got an Xbox code. Yeah, yeah. It'd be weird if, I, if I'm the only person in the world that can play it on Switch. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so uh, on to another game now. Um, we're going to do a few greatest hits of, um, of 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 all the small games. Um, I want to talk about quickly. Um, Save me, Mister Taco, or rather, Save me, Mister Taco, Definitive Edition. Do you remember me talking about this game, John? Yes, vaguely. I mean, the name is familiar to me. I couldn't tell you what the game is. Wait, there's an octopus. That's right. So uh, this game was developed by Christophe Galati in um, October 2018, and it was released by a publisher called Nicholas. And uh, since then, Nick, there have been many, many stories coming out about the the guy who owns Nicholas being a huge piece of shit. And uh, from like uh, like, you know harassment allegations through to just being a really hard uh, publisher to work with. And uh, in uh, Saving Mr. Taco's case, um, Christoph, um, he got a lot of feedback about, you know, some, some glitches in the game. Um, and he, he basically made a patch for, for the game and um, tried to put it up. And for whatever reason, Nicholas refused to patch his game. So uh, yeah. after a, a few years of fighting Nicholas, um, he hasn't gone into too, de- too much depth as to how, how, he, how this happened, but the game was delisted from the, from the eShop and uh, he now is uh, publishing it with Limited Run Games. Uh, they're acting as publisher this time around and Sabi Mr. Taco has now hit the eShop once again um, and it is now called the Definitive Edition um, and I've played it. It's got um, a few, like, you know, uh, extra things added to it. It's been patched. Um, it, it has a new uh, new icon on the on the eShop screen, uh, and it's it's just as delightful as it was uh, when it came out. Uh, it's it kind of like a harken back to a, like a, G, a Game Boy adventure game in which you play an octopus, um, Taco, Mister Taco, um, who uh, mm-hmm. the octopus is the octopi. Sorry, uh, fierce warriors of the sea. Except Taco is a pacifist, and he rescues a, a human woman from drowning uh, in the prologue to this game, in which all of your octopus brothers and sisters uh, kill viciously um, a, a ship full of humans, and uh, basically. Uh, it's it, it's about um, it's like a, a kind of like puzzle platformer um, where you have to uh, explore these different kind of underwater dungeons. Um, you don't so much kill your enemies as you do spit ink on them, and then they freeze in place, and then you can use their their frozen ink splattered bodies as platforms to reach higher parts of the ocean. Uh, you have a very unique move set. You kind of have this weird jump and then float down to where you were. Um, and, uh, yeah, you kind of shoot your ink out in like rapid fire. Um, and it's up to you to kind of end the war between the octopies, octopi, it is octopi, right? Octopuses. Octopuses. I think octopuses is, yeah. Um, octopuses and the humi or the hum, it's humi, right? Humans? (laughs) It's humi. Yeah, Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And, um, I think like when I first got this, I played a a while of it. it. It has like very, very faithful kind of like Game Boy, uh, looking, 
graphics, but it has that great thing that Gatto Roboto, another Devolver game, uh, had where you can uh, touch one of the shoulder buttons and it will cycle through different color schemes. Um, and you can oh, also, nice. I think this is a, uh, exclusive to this version, you can um, make the, um, the the game kind of like uh, like the, the, the same resolution as a Game Boy and then put a background around it. Um, there's also a hint system in this new new version um, and a few other quality of life improvements. Um, you can listen to the, um, the entire soundtrack um, and uh, there's a new difficulty mode. That's the biggest change uh, because it is a pretty difficult game. Uh, there's, there's, you know, a life, like a, there are lives you have to find within the game and, you know, if, if you lose your lives, it's game over. A lot of people did not love how difficult that is. It's a harking back to the way things were. So he, he made a, uh, an easier mode where there isn't, where there isn't a life system. Um, so lots of you cool. know, yeah, it, it's a it's a much more attractive package now. I think there's like fifty more than fifty levels that you can that you can go through. You collect different hats. Um, some of the hats are purely cosmetic. Other hats uh, give you upgrades um, to your weapons or your mobility within the levels. Uh, it's really fun. The music is gorgeous. Um, one of my favorite things about this game is is the soundtrack. Um, so being able to just kind of like listen to the, to the music as you play is is, is really fun. Um, I would totally recommend this game, um, especially given that like yeah, I know that a lot of um, I know a lot of people have bad experiences with Nicholas as a publisher, and it fucking breaks my heart to have like an indie developer who spent you know half a decade of his life working on a game have it released to problems you know where it can't be the the best game that it can be because of the publisher and um it's really sick that he was able to work with limited run games to get this game out again um i would definitely recommend it to anyone who loves platformers uh it's really unique it's really sweet and uh, it has an octopus in it what more do you fucking want absolutely um i think it's only on switch at this point yeah that feels about right i'm surprised it's not on steam as well but Sure. Um, I'll have a, have a look and see if it's on Steam. Uh, oh, yep, it's on Steam. There you go. Yep. Yeah, I think it's I think it's easier to get on Steam than it is to get on Switch. Maybe. Probably cheaper too. Although although you'd never think it because that Switch store, woo, <laughs> a lot of garbage in there. So much. I kind of I, I admire it. <laughs> I admire how much garbage <laughs> is on the Switch store. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that's Save Me, Mr. Taco, Definitive Edition. Give this game a chance if you didn't the first time around or if you didn't want to because of Nicholas. And they now have nothing to do with this game. So uh, definitely check it out. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Nice. So I, in a, actually, you know what, I was going to leap, I was going to leap into what the golf now, but you said you were going to talk about duck game. Yeah. So look, we mentioned it earlier. Um, Boomerang Foo is a, uh, a, a local multiplayer game that uh, I absolutely loved playing. Well, my son loved far more than me. And, and I now I actually like love playing it, love playing it with him. Um, it's like a, you know, top down um, isometric game where you play different pieces of fruit trying to kill each other with boomerangs um super duper fun it has lots of great modes where you can you know put yourselves on a team against bots or um in in the case of what our game today i was able to basically i, I fought archie and a bot and you can give the bot different levels of intelligence so um okay uh, i was not able to beat him uh when he teamed up with a hard bot but i could beat him when he teamed up with a medium bot there's lots of ways that you you know I'm playing as playing games as a dad you and you'll learn this a couple of years from now John uh, fingers crossed you can't if they know that you're just being shit at the game so they can win they pick up on that and they don't like it but also they don't like just getting their ass handed to you to them um, by you every single round um, sure so I, I'm, I'm really I, I really appreciate games that allow you to you know either play with somebody as, instead of against them. Or um, you know, or, or, or fall around in, in different ways to make it more even for them. Uh, so with that in mind, I was trying to think of other games, other local multiplayer games that we could play against each other, or you know, team up and, and fight bots or whatever. And I remembered one of my favorite games uh, to play with with one of my favorite party games, and it is called Duck Game. It was published by Adult Swim. Uh, originally came out on Steam. God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up. I wonder how long, how long ago it was. I'm gonna wager like seven years ago. Yeah, I'm going to say like 2013 maybe. I bought this game uh, three times now. Uh, it came out... Oh my <laughs> God, do you know what it released on first? You will never guess. What? Gu- guess which console Duck Game first released on in 2014. Uh, Mac? Linux. No, keep going. This is... Damn it. I look like we're, 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 we're finally going to stop uh, hating on Linux. I, I, fig- I remembered a console that we can start hating on again that no one in the entire universe will be upset by. And that is the Ouya. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, the Ouya was a kickstarted uh, console. Yes, that basically was like you know a, an app store for your for your home console. You just plugged. It was like a little box that you could plug into the television, and it had an app store. Yeah, uh, it was a huge failure. Um, but Duck Game, massive failure. Duck Game launched on it, um, and then it came out. That's insane. On Steam in 2015. Uh, and then on PlayStation 4 in 2017, I bought that version. I originally bought it on Steam without realizing that you couldn't play it on Mac. So I've, I never played it for two years until it came out on PS4. Bought it then. Especially played the shit out of it on your, uh, on your Bucks weekend before your wedding. Yep. And uh, Quacks weekend. Yep, Quacks weekend. And uh, just recently bought it on my Switch too because uh, I only have two PS5 controllers. And this is a game best played with as many people as possible. I believe four is the uh, is the amount you can play with on Switch, but yeah, yeah. Duck Game is a uh, a two D sixteen bit uh, multi local multiplayer game. You can play online as well, uh, where you are a duck, and uh, there are just weapons scattered all across each level. You have to grab a weapon, um, and you know 
like triangle, like say you're playing on PlayStation, triangle, uh, you picks up um, the weapon or throws it again, and then X, uh, sorry, square is load it or shoot it. Um, and then you can jump. There's like jetpacks and other kinds of uh, power ups you can get within the game. But it's just like this great, like you, a, a new screen loads you see all the levels like you know that the platforms around you and it's a mad scramble to get a weapon before your enemy and shoot them before they shoot you and uh some of the weapons are completely useless others are so destructive that it's almost impossible not to kill yourself as you kill someone else and it is just like that perfect mix of just like you know fun and chaos um where you know you you, you just want to be you want to be reasonable at this game and you'll you'll have a good time you don't need to be a, a good because the it's like playing super smash brothers with with all the trophies and and uh, and like you know nonsense that falls down from the sky I've turned on uh you know anyone could win a game of duck game sure yeah um and so i've been playing it with archie uh, he is much worse at it than he is at um, Boomerang X. Sorry, Boomerang Fu. Fu. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty. I don't know. I guess it's like getting your head around picking up a weapon, loading it, then shooting it. Uh, so definitely had to uh, just be bad at this game and, and allow him a few kills, or maybe accidentally take myself out with a very powerful weapon, um, so he gets a few points up. Uh, but man, this game is so good. It's just it is one of the yeah. great party games. Weirdly, on PS5, definitely. I got a lot of audio issues. Like a lot of uh, just like sound would cut out, like you know, jumps or like weapons wouldn't make any sound. I forgot, like, this game doesn't have a soundtrack, it is just like you know, very primitive noises and, and, and visuals, but it does the trick, it gets the job done. It is one of the least, um, like reduced for sale games on the eShop, it's like almost never been reduced. Um, or oh, and, right, and okay. when it does, it'd be like 10, 15%, which is very funny. Cause I feel like if this was like one of those games that got that, you know, periodically 50% off once a year or whatever, I feel like it would get a massive amount of attention, uh, by, by switch players, but yeah, I don't know, add it to your wish list. Maybe one day they will reduce it, but, and you'll get that notification that it's 40, 50% off. It is a, it's a must own, a must play at some point in your life. If you have, if you live in a share house and like playing local, local multiplayer games, it's, you know, somewhere between like super smash brothers and, uh, like super crate box. If you ever played that, this, you know, mi- mixture of like local multiplayer fighting and then survival. It's great. You know what, you know what I'd love to find out. Or to, I'd I'd love to to hear about you introducing Archie to is Nidhog two. Mm. He's watched me play that before and laughed his ass off. Um, right. I reckon, I reckon he'd enjoy playing it himself now. Because um, it is like yeah. you can kind of f- fuck your way through that game, like just lifting the sword and not really do. It. Oh, yeah, of yeah. course. It's a- like the number the number of times. You know, when when we've played it, one of us has advanced because the other one has just run into the person's sword. Yes, totally. Yeah, um, but uh, hey, the damn that same same studio that, is uh, that that made uh, Nidhogg Two. Uh, There's the same guys that made Gang Beasts, right? Maybe I not. I think so. Maybe Bone Loaf. Maybe not. Hold on. No, but Gang Gang Beasts is, is I've never played it, but it, um, it's a uh, it's on um. No, it, they're not, not made by by Boneloaf. Okay, sorry. Uh, Boneloaf make a game called Gang Beasts, which is I, I've, I've some, a lot of people told me was very similar to Nidhogg. Um, and uh, Nidhogg, sorry, uh, Gang Beasts is on Game Pass now, so we downloaded that today. So oh, nice. We'll be playing that too. Um, another fun anarchic local multiplayer game. Um, another local multiplayer game that we started today because uh, uh, 
Archie's in that mood where he just wants to try as many games as possible and then move on to stuff. Um, Amazing. We started Death Squared together. Um, a, oh, really? A game okay. Which, for those who haven't listened to many episodes of this, John was uh, the writer for. He wrote all of the um, the narration, I guess, the the, the various characters. The dialogue. The dialogue, yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we, did, we finished, like, the first uh, kind of, you know, area or whatever. Um, super fun. So good. Uh, Sweet. Yeah. Like, you know, it's... It's very much like, oh no, you died to do this this next time. But I feel like it's a lot. Certainly in the early stages, at least, it's not like playing undercooked where if the other person just sucks, it's actually unfun for the for the player who's good. Yeah. Whereas this one is like, it's very easy to communicate what the other player did wrong. Um, Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, like having to die is built into the game. That's how you learn your way through a level. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's like. It's never like, oh, God damn it, we're, we're screwed now. It's like, cool, we learnt something for the next time. Yeah, totally. So I think we're going to, yeah, we might play through that one too. Um, great game. Nice. Great game. Very, very frequently reduced on the eShop. So add that one to your wish list too. And if you, if you uh, want to one day play an excellent local multiplayer game, that's less about fighting your, the other player and more about enjoying a story with somebody. Uh, yeah. Very, very fun as shit. As well as getting, getting through some. some Puzzles that become increasingly fiendish. Yes. Um, and with some absolutely unbelievable dialogue all the way throughout. <laughs> Thank you, Levin. Unbiased. I'm review. blushing over Zoom. Um, um, uh, been... One thing I was curious about, yeah. outside of with a bot, has Archie has Archie naturally gotten a win on Boomerang Foo? Like, has yeah, he, yeah, no, totally. his skills have increased at it? Yeah, I mean, he's still, he, he just gets so excited that he's playing it that I feel like all... Right. Yeah. Sometimes he's good at it. I don't know. It's hard to describe, man. Like you know, some kids. He's just he's just excited about the concept of video games. Sometimes it's pretty sweet. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like he loves puzzle games because he that's the kind of stuff he is good at. Whereas, like you know, more you know, quick impulse based platforming and shooters. He's you know, it takes a lot more skills um, to, to 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 get through games like that. But yeah, yeah, and it's it's quicker to be bad at those. I think. Yeah, totally. Like you definitely you definitely feel worse about yourself because you're you're dying and not doing well so rapidly. But like I will have like in Duck Game, he will be like, I'll die, and he'll be like, Was that on purpose? And I'll be like, No. He's like, Yes, it was. And then the next round, I'll just kill him, and he'll be like, Dad. So like you can't <laughs> win sometimes, but <laughs> that's what you were describing before. I'm like, that is the narrowest path to walk. It is so easy to fall off on either side of that. Yeah, totally. So I think yeah, I, that's the one that I wish Duck Game had the bots option. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if we could both play online, but again, you are still. Um, you're not teaming up, so you know we would still have to kill yeah. each other. I think that's that's probably one of the difficulties with Duck Game is the every person for themselves aspect of it. Um, some other local multiplayer games that I was going to test out with him: um, Towerfall, the game by um, okay. uh, Matt Makes Games uh, before they made Celeste, um, and uh, oh yeah, I want to get back to Tricky Towers. That's a very fun game too. You played that game okay, before? Cool. Where there's like a, a stack of no. Tetris blocks. You each you ha- you each have an island, and you have to guide the Tetris blocks and build the, the highest tower. Um, and you can fuck your other the other players' towers up. Pretty fun. Yeah, I think that'll. We we still we have yet to do. I guess this is technically because we've during the early episodes we talked about like oh we should do a multiplayer episode and like you and I should hang out for the day and play a ton of multiplayer games, but. 
you know, we're both adults and who has time to see yeah. each other these <laughs> days. Um, but I guess this is this is perfect in its stead because it's a combination of reviewing multiplayer games and introducing a new person to gaming as well. No, absolutely. Which is the noblest cause there is. Um, before we move on to What the Golf, which incidentally is another um, game that Archie loves, he actually finished that entirely by himself on his iPad, which is pretty cool. Um, nice. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to um, one of our uh, our Patreon patrons, um, our one of our in our Discord. Um, mm. I got sent a um, a big box full of board games um, recently uh, by one of our members, Lurking Fear. Um, we actually sang a song to him. Um, sorry, I'm just let me just try and find there he is uh, the message. Um, Oh, fuck. What's her, I forget what his name is. Anyway, we sang a song to him. It was one of the guys we sang a song to <laughs> um, recently. Um, and uh, God damn it. Where is it? <laughs> anyway, he sent, he, sent a, he sent a box of board games um, because he heard that um, he heard that uh, we, that me and Archie were playing and loved board games. And uh, it has been such a big help this week because, uh, yeah, schools are closed at the moment in Australia. Sorry, in New South Wales where we live. And uh, I have to homeschool Archie. And last year was so stressful because every day I would have to do Zooms and try and get him to pay attention in the Zoom meetings. Um, And he is a pretty bright kid who always knows the answer. So in a classroom situation, he'll have put his hand up and be like, me, 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 me. And the teacher will be like, oh, let's let someone else from the class answer the next few. How, how about that, Archie? And then he'll understand why he isn't getting picked for a while. But in a Zoom class, they can just, they'll just, you know, he's rapidly tapping the, you know, put your hand up button in the Zoom call and uh, just getting ignored. And just, then he gets so discouraged. Then he's just like, well, I'm going to fuck around in the chat then. And then he gets, he got, he got booted out of uh, Zooms. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, which is uh, pretty hilarious because uh, you know what an angel that kid is. Um, yeah. And uh, that was like, I, I thought it was funny. He was mortified and he just views that as like one of the worst experiences of his life. So he made the decision to not do any Zoom conferences uh, as part of his home learn- learning. Um, we can maybe watch the replay the next day, but he's not, he won't be partaking in it um, in the videos. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and we're going to have fun with homeschooling. Because uh, learning games, especially board games, I feel like, you know, you're learning comprehension skills, memory skills, you know, sometimes mathematics skills. Um, so having a new ones to learn each day has been great. And I want to give a special shout out to um, a, um, a balancing game called Animal, Animal Upon Animal, in which you have a bunch of wooden animals and you have to stack them on top of each other until the vial falls, a la Jenga, um, except it's way more fun than Jenga. Um this one was published by Haba, H-A-B-A. Um, I really like that a lot. And uh, yesterday we played a game called Cthulhu in the house. And uh, man, that game was heaps of fun. You like have like this big house full of like different rooms and you put 12 monsters in each, like one of one in each room. And you have to basically like you take turns deciding, putting putting a monster in, 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 in a room with another monster and then deciding which monster dies, except you secretly have two monsters that are yours and you, without revealing to everyone else, you have to keep your monster in the house till the end. Um, really, really fun, really easy to understand. And, um, and it's, um, it's made by a company called, uh, God damn it. What's it called? Um, come on, C M O N, and you can. Uh, he's got another one called Rumble in the Dungeon, and a couple other games, and you can combine all the games. 
Um, and, and oh wow okay yeah, that's cool very cool because I actually have Rumble in the Dungeon un, un, unopened ready to give out to you for Christmas this year so that'll be that'll be sick nice. and also when you are in lockdown Christmas happens in like August sometimes because fucking <laughs> why not <laughs> Christmas happens every two weeks yeah. because you need something to do so yeah thank you so much to um to Lurking Fear for um, putting a little less fear in my son's life am I right John? He also Hell yeah. he also included in the in the package a um, a Zelda bib for 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 your baby Olive. So when we finally Thank get you. this, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll ship Thank it to you. Philip is his name. Shouts to Philip. We sang a song to Philip a while ago. Um, Big shout outs to Philip. Thank to you Phillip. very much. Hopefully, yeah, maybe maybe shipping it to me is the best idea because who knows how long this lockdown's going to go for, and. Uh, Olive might be in university by the time <laughs> we get to see one another again legally. Hey, I, I'm I'm literally changing my career this weekend <laughs> because of course DJing ain't coming Olive's, back anytime soon. <laughs> Olive's 13 years old, and I'm like, where the bib? God damn yeah. it! Uh, Levens is dead, but he's he's passed on his bib to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so to wrap this up, uh, I. I have a tendency to to leave. You know when you go to the app store and it has the little, like, in the top right corner, there's your little profile button, and it'll have the little red number of how many apps you need to update? Yeah. I don't know if you can set auto-update. You can. <laughs> I, you can? Yeah. I don't. Um, so more often than not, I'll wind up with, like, somewhere between 30 to 50 apps to update each time. Yep. And I think I hopped in there to check... Yeah, I wanted to see if Legends of Kingdom Rush, if there had been any like, hey, we've been out for two weeks now, here's another level for you to play. Because, you know, I liked it, I'm eager to get some more content for that game. So as I was scrolling through, I saw that What the Golf had an update. Well, I saw like almost every app on my phone had an update, but What the Golf jumped out at me. And I was like, oh, what have those guys been up to? Gave it a look and they were like, hey, this this is the biggest update we've done so far. There is a complete new campaign for you to play through called A Whole New World. I think it's A Whole New World. Uh, obviously, whole is uh, not, not, the one, not the one spelt with the W, spelt with the H. Um, and just looking it up then, they, uh, you know, a, a fun little PR hook. They're like, the new campaign has 1,000 holes in it. <laughs> the whole thing, the, the, the thing being... They're not actually, it's not each of, you don't play through a thousand holes. It's just the levels now feature like, as you'll be playing through, a hole will appear in the ground. (laughs) And it could be a giant hole that like, you know, your ball falls into without warning. Or a hole will open up and like, you know, in typical what the golf fashion, a ton of hot dogs will spew (laughs) out of it. And that might cause an issue with your gameplay or something like that. Um and yeah, so they've made a lot. There's like 50 new levels in this in this campaign. So it feels like it feels fairly meaty um, compared to some of the previous updates they've done. I think they did like a sports theme update and a Christmas themed update. Yep. Played both um, of those. Loved them. Yeah, naturally, naturally, um, there is there is one level that is Donut County. Oh, great! Awesome. Um, so you you play a whole because you know you. Yeah, you play as a hole and you go around and you swallow stuff up and then, like, the flag is on top of a house and so you need to get, like, big enough to swallow the house in the end. Um, there's a couple of levels where 
inexplicably you play a dog that can walk up walls. Um, although, honestly, when it comes to What the Golf, I don't think they need to explain anything. It's just like, what's the funnest, silliest idea we can have with this? Yep. Um, I, I was very excited because What the Golf is obviously a game that you can play one-handed. And so, you know, there are, you know, during during feeding time for Olive, when I step in to, to give her her bottle top up, um, uh, you know, yep. maybe my, my my wife is, uh, you know, because we're reading to her at the same time. So maybe my wife is reading and I have one hand free, essentially the one that's trapped under Olive. And it just was fun to be like, hey, great, there's this game that I know I really like and I can I can play it while I wait for Olive to finish her bottle. What the Golf is obviously great to be played in short bursts. Um, so, yeah, I managed to eke out, like, what's probably about an hour to an hour and a half of new gameplay over, like, a couple of days. Um, there's there's none of, none of the holes are particularly overly taxing, um, but that just means you can have, like... A bit of fun enjoying the silliness that that is going on and it's great because under the adventures section of the game they actually there's like another panel that is like coming soon so clearly this is something that they're going to keep supporting in the long run mm-hmm. um and i think that's great i think it's going to be fun hopefully every couple of months to like check my update section in the app store and be like oh sick there's new what the golf to play yeah. You should definitely definitely give Archie a heads up about it. Damn, I will, absolutely. <laughs> Fuck school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Today, we're learning about golf, Archie. <laughs> uh, my favorite Waka Flocka Flame quote. <laughs> Just fuck school. <laughs> fuck school. <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, those, those have been my adventures in gaming over the last week. But, oh boy, am I excited for next week, Levens. Yeah, I'm so excited to finally get into Death's Door. That's a really, really cool mm. um, cool thing to think about. Then we like we start hitting like all of these big indie games coming out over the next couple of, uh, of weeks and months, huh? What have we got? I, can't, I, can, you know, I, I don't... We like Sable's coming out real soon. Uh, September, September, yep. Um, does Tunic come out real soon too? I don't think they've announced a release date for Tunic yet, have so, they? Okay, all those, uh, all those game pass. Oh, hold games on, I've got, I've got, a, I've got an announced game list here. Oh, yeah, Twelve minutes comes out August 9th. Okay, great. Psychonauts two, August twenty fifth. Skatebird is uh, August twelfth. Um, Death's Door, obviously, July twentieth. Also, one thing we have to look forward to, and I think something that we'll do a bit of a breakdown on a future episode, maybe an episode about. Oh, three weeks from now is the Annapurna Showcase. Very exciting. Coming July 29th. So yeah, there's definitely uh, there's definitely a bunch of stuff on the way that'll be uh, will be really fun. And you know, who knows, man? They might just shadow drop Tunic. <laughs> Did you see um, any of the announcements from uh, the State of Play, the PlayStation State of Play this week? No, I didn't really. Was there anything uh, super worth paying attention to? Jet the Far Shore, which is the new game by the guys who made Sword and Sorcery, Super Brothers. Oh hell yeah, cool. Um, that 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 got a big announcement. Actually, trailer. yeah, pretty pretty gorgeous. I did heard hear about it. It's like a more peaceful No Man's Sky or something. Yeah, it was announced last year. It kind of has pathless vibes, so I'll be going in on that. Um, oh hell yeah! It, had, it was announced last year, and then they had a proper gameplay trailer for it. Um, it's about t- almost three minutes of gameplay, which is pretty sick. Go check that out. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think was, did they also mention Little Devil Inside? Uh, I can't remember. 
I didn't watch. Mm. I didn't watch the full thing. Full thing. So there's not really actually anything for me to remember. I don't know is what I meant. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very easy to get these two things confused. Um, <laughs> uh, I love that. Did you watch the state of play? No, I didn't. How about you? Nope, neither. Okay. Next next segment. Uh, I, yeah. I I I, I breeze through a a wrap up email. You know. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, hey, we've got an cool. email address that people can send emails to. If you send us an email, we'll give you entry to our, the all the small games Discord. So if you want to join a community of people talking about indie games all day long, plus get announcements whenever we get a new episode, either in our main feed or Patreon, uh, head over to uh, your email client of choice and send an email to all the small games at gmail.com. If we choose your email to read out on the show, we'll reply back with an invite to our Discord. Pretty good deal. Nice. Gus sends yeah. us an email and uh, asks, and the, the subject is games with babies. So I, I was thinking, okay, this is either games, like, you know, how do you play games with babies? Or is he asking which games have babies in them? Uh, let's find out. <laughs> uh, hi, small <laughs> games, boys. My wife is nearing the end of her first trimester with our first child. So I have seven months to prepare for video games with a child. When do you think is the right age to start? Also, do you have any favorite Switch games to play while holding a baby? Thanks for everything. You guys got me into indies. Katana Zero is maybe the first indie game I ever played, but I am loving Into the Breach and Celeste right now. Those are bangers, Gus. Great choices. Um, So, I first started playing um, Yoshi's Woolly World with my son when he was just past one, um, and he like loved the character Yoshi, called him Shishi. And we just got him, like, John, you gave him Yoshi's shoes, um, which I then passed yep. on to my daughter. Um, but it hasn't really been until, like, you know, since he's maybe, like, four and up that he actually wanted to play games with me. Um, Animal Crossing, my daughter plays, and she's she's been playing that since she was, like, three. Um, but, like, you know, just kind of, like, running around and kind of walking into trees and shit. Uh, I would say three. But, I mean, also immerse them in video game culture. As in terms of mm. like introducing the characters and um, and music as well is a really good thing to do. Play play video game soundtracks around them, um, that kind of stuff. That's really fun to do. Um, I think it's it boils down to like what do you define as getting your kid involved in video games? Is it like setting them loose on a single player game and watching them play it themselves? Is it something that you guys can play together? Um, yeah, for me, it's I like mean, obviously I, I, I love playing games with my kids so much. It's the best. Yeah, but like like you said, I think you're now Archie's now reaching an age where he can understand game mechanics and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I th- I think there's there's like it's that divide between playing a game as a form of passive entertainment for the child to watch, and then playing a game as a form of active entertainment for the child to be involved in. Mm-hmm. So I think like like you said. Archie loved watching you play Yoshi's Woolly World when he was one because he loves the character. It would have been like watching a, a cartoon totally. for him kind of thing. So I think, yeah, it, it boils down, Gus, to, to what what your expectations are for gaming with your child. Um, but I think around, you know, four or five, they'll probably start figuring out like, oh, if I press a button, a thing happens. And then... That's that's almost the beginning of the journey is understanding like hey when I when I affect an action an action is replicated on screen, um, app- which is the basis of all games pretty much. Apps on uh, iPad and phone are totally different though. Like that kids yep. kids understand those at a True. much earlier age. So 
you, you know, you, I would say like curate the, an iPad with uh, with apps that you want your kid to play uh, instead of just doing yeah. what most parents do and just downloading a bunch of free shit. Um, Apple Arcade, like I don't use it very often. Very good for that. But I will be like, Archie, just go to Apple Arcade and download whatever you want and come and show me it as you're playing it. And then we have like, you know, this active... It's almost like he reviews a game for me and then I steal his thoughts and share them on the podcast. <laughs> Pass them <laughs> off as my own. Um, the, um, the more important yeah, question uh, you, in this email... Your kid is going to suck it into the breach at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, they'll get there though. Um, yeah. The more important question, games that you can play while holding a baby. Uh, specifically, he asked for Switch games. I, uh, It's pretty difficult having both hands. I mean, you play, I know you played a lot of Rogue Legacy. Yep, Rogue Legacy, um, SnowRunner. Ooh, baby, <laughs> SnowRunner's a good one. Um, I mean, it really, like, it, it my, uh, obviously I'm currently in that, in that point in time where I have an infant and I'm playing Switch games. I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, I feel like Switch is kind of the perfect width to comfortably hold a baby and play in handheld mode. The beauty is as well, if you pop it into your TV, no matter how you arrange your arms and hands, you can have the two Joy-Cons in each hand. Oh, and, yeah, true. <laughs> and, and play in whatever position you need to play in. I, I certainly played some stuff like that. I would definitely... I would lean more towards games that... Turn-based games are probably a good thing. So Into the Breach is a good example of that. Nothing that has really frantic action. Yes, the last is a like, terrible choice. I, Celeste is a terrible choice. I mean, you know, what we reviewed earlier, Boomerang X. I could not, like, there's no way I could hold Olive and play Boomerang X at the same time. Just not because. With that attitude. You, yeah, well. Um, yeah, it's a- anything that requires really kind of um, twitchy reflexes, I think, isn't going to go great with a, um, with a kid in your arms. But anything that's maybe a little bit more measured. Um, a, l- a little bit calmer. So, like, you know, like I said, anything turn-based. Into the Breach, perfect for playing with a kid. Absolutely go nuts on Into the Breach. And I'm just going to hit my um, uh, Chicory. Well, Chick- I mean, Chicory's on PS, so that, that doesn't think. I'm just looking through the Tumblr to see, like, you could play Umarangi Generation, for instance. Uh, <laughs> you could play... What else have we calm, had? Calm games. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anything calm. Tiger Trio's trace, Tasty Travels. You could wail on that. That'd be great. I, I would recommend phone games um, in general, though. Sp- yes. Particularly ones that you can hold landscape mode. Not landscape mode, sorry. Um, portrait mode and play with one hand. Um, yeah. Like What the Golf. Definitely. Um, Super Mario Run. That was a really, really good time when that came out. Uh, games like that. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I, I associate holding a baby with feeding the baby and like... You can you can hold them in one arm and and have the bottle in their mouth and then have your left hand free to play video games. I'm I'm yeah. demonstrating with that with my, with my hands for, for John's benefit only right now. But hey, it looks like he is maybe he learned something or waltzing. <laughs> um, so we have another email. Again, you can email us all the small games at gmail.com. Keyshawn uh, says, "Hey boys, love the show and have been listening for ages." One of my favorite games of all time came recommended from the podcast in Slay the Spire. I was a bit hesitant to drop almost 40 bucks on it, but 250 hours later, Jesus Christ, and I can say it was worth Holy every shit, penny. Dude. 
That game has made me realize that I like roguelikes, especially when there are deck building elements involved. Monster Train also scratched the itch in the same way as recommended by you two lovely guys. Uh, every time you mention Loop Hero, I cry inside as it seems to tick the same boxes, but I don't play on PC and there seems to be no console release in sight. What else can you recommend in the same vein? I've got all consoles, but find these games best on Switch. Keep up the great work. Keyshawn. Card-based roguelikes on Switch. The new one that Clay just put out. Oh, Grifflands, of course. Grifflands. Yeah. Grifflands. I don't think that's as roguelike-ish. Oh, okay. Not, yeah, sure. Maybe, maybe it is, but let me let me look it up. I, certainly when I played it, it felt more narrative than... Well, it says it's a roguelike, so it, it may be. You may just restart the narrative again, but it's definitely a bit more narrative-heavy than other roguelikes I've played. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a bummer he doesn't have a PC because I definitely recommend Fights in Tight Spaces. Okay, yep. Um, that that game is great. Uh, I'm just uh, any any ideas on your end? Uh, I'm I'm just thinking of like not specifically card based ones, but like maybe different feeling roguelites. Like I mean, I, like I would say like there's roguelike elements in Into the Breach. Um, yep, that's fair. I would recommend definitely. that. That's like a very strategic kind of roguelite. Um, and uh, is it that, that game Dream Quest? I've never played it, but I know that's has, that's a that's a card building uh, roguelite one. Um, I never know if it's light or like, but um, uh, um, it's one of them. I'm just I've I've just done a quick old Google. Uh, is there a game called Dicey Dungeons? Oh, dude, and that is by Terry Kavanagh. The the guy that yeah, V V V V V V. We're gonna do a special on maybe even this week, John, if you can make it work. Um, well, we'll goddamn try. Have you? I, well, I, yes, we'll talk. I about clocked it, it again, man. I love that game. You clocked it again. Yep. I'm I'm in the process of clocking. You don't need to clock it again. You've clocked it once on a phone. You should never have to even play it again. To be honest, you kind of <laughs> I am doing it again on a phone. You're mad, man. <laughs> um, uh, you're damn right, I am, Levin. You know, Dicey Dungeons is an amazing choice. Apparently, there's there's like hours upon hours of content in that game. Um, roguelike deck building game um, with, with like dice and cards. That's absolutely what you should get, man. Dicey Dungeons. It's a game that I always think about playing, and I kick myself for not playing it already. Um, Let me see if there's any other wrecks. Uh, eh, RPG. I mean, this is this is a Ring of Nah. Oh, Ring of Pain, maybe. All right. I th- I think Ring of Pain. That's that's one you should check out. Uh, if I believe it is on Switch, I hope it is on Switch at least. I mean, the other the other issue can be like. What what region are you located in? Because sometimes things are not you know don't carry across all the regions. There you go. Look, dicey dungeons, and if if you've got it in your eShop, Ring of Pain. Okay. Both of those, give them a try. If you're a, if you're a Slay the Spire man, um, then then I think those will those will set you right. And uh, maybe give Grifflands a shot too. Oh yeah, Grifflands as well. Those three: Grifflands, Dicey Dungeons, Ring of Pain. Unreal. What a Beautiful couple pair of emails. I'll be sending you guys invites to our Discord immediately. If you would like to join them, email us all the small games at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and love to recommend you more indie games than the ones we already have in this episode, which I thought was going to be a short one, but hey, 
It wasn't. Uh, you're welcome, Here everybody. We <laughs> uh, hopefully, we'll see you again if you're a patron for a bonus episode this week. Um, and if you want to hear it, come and uh, join us over at patreon.com slash all the small games. $5 a month uh, is a way to say thanks for all the content you guys make, uh, especially as you lose more and more work as the longer you're in lockdown. Very specific thing to think. But if you do want to solve that problem, uh, in a way, you are by going to patreon.com slash all the small games. $5 a month gets you bonus uh, content and uh, access to our Discord if we haven't already sent it to you yet um, plus you can get in touch with the show at um, uh, all the small games at gmail.com for email twitter is at all the small game facebook.com slash all the small games and individually we are at 16 tacos for john on instagram and twitter he has been firing out some motherfucking jokes lately um it's wild you've been i guess that's when he's not playing indie games while nursing his baby you are just tweeting up a storm it's 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 another thing I can do with my left hand while feeding feeding Olive is have a dumb thought pop into my head and translate it to, through the Twitter app. It's been some good shit lately. Uh, I'm Levdog, L-E-V-D-O-W-G. And if you want to hear my voice uh, regularly on other podcasts, you can on the podcast Hey Fam and Serious Issues, all of which are on Sans Pants. While you're at sanspantsradio.com, why not go subscribe to our good friends over at Thumb Cramps, uh, Joel, Joel. And Jackson doing a weekly video games podcast there that sometimes we guest on. And we love them. And we love you. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe and see you next time. Bye, everyone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.